I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to another episode of Mahogany Mammology, an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of Black motherhood. And this week, our mahogany mammologist is Kim Coombs. She's actually a mom of three girls, homeschooling them all, and is a full-time real estate agent. Kim is also a big advocate of breastfeeding and shares her birth story to help other moms. Congratulations, Kim. Congrats, sis. So this episode is actually sponsored in part by Hack Electronics. Based in Dallas, they focus on making STEM learning fun for kids five and up. So from after-school care, weekends, and camps, your kids will see the amazing ways how their lives are impacted by STEM. Get 10% discount on those classes by using the word MOMOLOGY at checkout. And that's at hackelectronics.com. We will have the link in our show notes. And now... On to the show. All right. So every August, the United States Breastfeeding Commu- Committee marks this as National Breastfeeding Month. The World Health uh, Organization encourages breastfeeding for at least six months with, of course, the numerous benefits to the growth and development of your child. Specifically, though, the last week of August is dedicated to Black mothers celebrating Black Breastfeeding Week. And so why do moms like us, why do Black moms need a week to celebrate aside from the masses, you might ask? But I I, I doubt anybody's really asking. Um, Black (laughs) Breastfeeding Week was created because of over 40 years there had been uh, a, a, a gap in the racial disparity in breastfeeding rates. Mm-hmm. So the most recent uh, CDC Center for Disease Control data showed that 75% of white women have have breastfed versus 58.9% of black women. So the fact that racial disparity in initiation and even bigger one for duration has lingered for so long is the reason enough for us to at least take seven days to focus on this issue. And so for today, we will be talking about this amongst other um, um, issues pertaining to Black maternity with our guest mammologist, Miss Laquita Brazil. Hi. Hello Hi. there. Welcome to our show. Hi. Thank you. Now, go ahead and just give us a brief background of you and your expertise. Okay. Um, I'm a licensed midwife, certified professional midwife. Um I pretty much started midwifery, studying midwifery about five years ago. Um, I became a student, and then I did an apprenticeship for about three and a half years. Um, I started my journey um, witnessing two natural births, and um, that took me into um, the desire to want to research what is midwifery. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I've always had a sense and um, a hunch of birth and um, babies, but I just didn't know exactly how to put that into one thing. I didn't want to be an OB. I wanted to be something, someone who was more holistic and to help guide and facilitate the process of pregnancy, labor, and birth and postpartum throughout throughout the uh, pregnancy period of the woman. Um, so after I witnessed those two births, I did my research and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to go ahead and just jump out the plane and take that parachute and just see where I fall. And wow. I took that chance, resigned, and became a midwife five years Res- later. Resigned from what? what as an educator. As an educator. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that's how I started this journey. Um, 
I knew I wanted to serve my community, but I didn't know exactly into what capacity. Um, I knew midwifery would help me do that in some sense of sort of way. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm like, you know, starting networking and I'm trying to work and building my community and serving them with with midwifery care. Um, So it's a slow process, but... um, Cool. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What's the difference between because we've had a doulas on our show before. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a midwifery midwife. and doula mid, midwife and being a doula? Okay. Um, a midwife is pretty much a healthcare provider. Like instead of going to an OB, you'll go see your midwife. Is your healthcare provider that pretty much uh, monitors the mother and the baby throughout the entire pregnancy. We do blood work. We do the labs. Um, we can do the exams. Um, wow. We do consent, informative consent care. Um, we make sure that we have a creative birth plan and that you have the team that you need for your birth, mm-hmm. you know, throughout your pregnancy, throughout your delivery, throughout the postpartum, making sure you're good and you're set up. Mm-hmm. Um, a doula is pretty much... I always say coach, but it goes hand in hand. It's kind of like they assist you throughout your pregnancy. They help educate you. Your midwife will do the same as well. Um, They'll educate you throughout your pregnancy, give you different techniques of how to cope and things like that, helping you out through your nutrition. There are different types of doulas. You have labor doulas, birth, labor and birth doulas, postpartum doulas. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they just pretty much... Help assist you throughout the process and help facilitate that. Cool. So it's cool and great to have both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're seeing an increase in Black mothers um, wanting to seek midwifery services versus traditional um, medical services during their pregnancy? I do. From well, when for, I started, from your practice, I yeah, should say. I can't. From, That's a very general question. Yeah. Yeah. From my lens. I do see more Mm -hmm. from when I started. Because when I started, I really wasn't much into the birth community just yet because I didn't have connections like that. Mm -hmm. But I never really heard any Black women talk about having a midwife or a home birth or anything like that until I met someone that I worked with. She decided to go ahead and have a midwife. And then that was the first time I witnessed a birth and the second time. So yeah. And the second pregnancy, I was there throughout the whole time. So I was actually like a doula to her, but I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of like how it just all kicked off. But um, my clientele is primarily Black women. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. And what is your service area if you don't mind, like, are oh, you sure. just Dallas or do you, have you had to travel anywhere else or? My primary, my, my main focus is the, the area where I live, like Lancaster, Cedar Hill, Duncanville, DeSoto, Red Oak, Waxahachie. That's like the area that I solely would like to, mm-hmm. you know, work with. But I'm definitely open throughout the Metroplex. Um, I am a midwife at the Nest Birth Center in Mansfield. So I do births and births as well. Um, but primarily like home births is more so, you know, on my side of town. Sure. And and the cities that she has mentioned, just for clarification, mm-hmm. are, are uh, suburbs, southern suburbs yes. of the Dallas area, which I think is important to note because it is a heavily populated African-American mm-hmm. uh, area. Mm-hmm. If, if for our listeners outside the Dallas area, um, 
this is just me, you know, speaking. I feel like there is so uh, not too much. I was going to say a, a, a sharp polarization in the demographics, but I'm not going to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is there is a. I will just say there is a a very large population, like I mentioned, of African-Americans that live south of the I-30 corridor. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yes, we are glad to have you. Thank you. And a lot of us don't know about these services. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was going to say. No, that's (laughs) very true. That's where you was going? Yeah. Yeah. No, because, and that's one of the reasons why we we do this podcast and why we have these episodes. Um, It's to bring awareness. Right. Um, This has kind of been for those of our listeners who maybe it's just catching us the first time, if you will, this week is an annual, you know, week in terms of breast cancer, or it's not breast cancer, but breastfeeding um, awareness. But instead of just talking about, like, the general breastfeeding and not that there's anything wrong with that at all, mm-hmm. but understanding what midwifery is and mm-hmm. what is what is a midwife mm-hmm. and how does that relate to maternal care really and you know um, I did not unfortunately enjoy either service of having a doula or a midwife so Mm -hmm. this is like all new and I'm green to any of all of this and Mm -hmm. um, I think on our I think Last year when we did this uh, episode or a recognition of this episode, we had a mother who is a doula, and I think was studying to be a midwife, Mm -hmm. if if I recall, or was considering it. Okay. Um, So I think this is kind of cool because it's kind of like, okay, now what is that? Is that that next step? Right. So um, we we appreciate you kind of opening up our our listeners' eyes, if you will, in regards to that. But on to something that Tasha was, you know, referring to in terms of your service corridor where you are and the racial uh, ethnicity, Um, you're seeing that increase in service, but, um, you know, why is that? Are it, like, are people coming to you more word of mouth? Mm -hmm. How are you marketing your services? (sighs) That was like a whole year plan. Okay. Um, uh, I'm still working on that. Um, But I just pretty much did like the basic things like Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm not that much on Instagram or Facebook right now because I'm still kind of like trying to build myself up and Mm -hmm. build my clientele up. And I just pretty much like... It's also word of mouth. I also have people who recommend people Mm -hmm. to me, and I set up an interview, and then we'll talk. And then, like, one thing about midwifery care, like, you get to interview your midwives, and you don't have to worry about paying a consultation fee or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like, going to an OB, you have to pay to go, you know, Mm -hmm. just to visit. But you get to visit a midwife. You get to connect, interview. Um, If you don't, you get to see who's out there for you. And it's like, for midwifery care, we focus on the holistic, the whole body of the person. Mm. So um, I just pretty much get, like, referrals from, like, doulas and people may see me on Facebook, you know, look up, like, midwives on Google, and I'll pop up. That's how like I found that. it. I Google. So I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> no lie on the awesome. googling, it's no awesome. lie on the googling. And <laughs> all honestly, like I'm just pacing myself through this, like nurturing yeah. myself through the process, and um, just taking jewels here and there, um, assisting and you know attending births and sure. things like that. So you know that could get my weigh in as well with people word of mouth so mm-hmm. I'm just getting out there doing the things yeah. now I've been to offices that have OBs mm-hmm. and midwives mm-hmm. in it um, however those are very few and far in between and so I'm not sure why 
you know, they're starting to ha- to separate, mm-hmm. you know. Um, do you know why, what, uh, what um, might be the cause of that? I, I don't, from my, I don't know exactly, but yeah. from my idea of it, um, OBs and midwives, there may be nurse midwives and not professional midwives. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and then nurse midwives, if they decide to do their own thing, they still have orders under an OB. They have to do what the OB would want them to do, mm-hmm. you know, if I guess if they were still on the same team, but they want to, like, do their own thing, that's they don't have to have that. Okay, so. okay. So there are midwives, like standalone midwives, and then there are, like, nursing midwives? Mm-hmm. Oh. And some nurse midwives are standalone, too. They have their own businesses and practices. Look they don't me. necessarily work at the hospital. I'm they have learning, their own birth learning something too. every day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. they have their own birth centers, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do home births, and you have nurse midwives that are nurse midwives at the hospital. But CPMs, we can't do. Yeah, can't yeah. Do and a CPM is? Certified professional midwife. Talk about that. Okay. <laughs> she looks she looks confused. Okay. So a certified professional midwife, you do is pretty much someone who does not have a bachelor's in nursing or, you know, do not have a degree in nursing and go through the masters of nursing route. Okay. Um if you have you may have a degree as a CPM in nursing, but you didn't get the masters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, like nurse, nurse practitioner. Well, kind of. It is an advanced nursing degree. Not to say that they are nurse practitioners, but I'm just thinking, like you mentioned, it's it's an advanced nursing degree. It is an advanced nursing degree, and then professional midwives. We, like I said, we don't we don't go to nursing school. We just have like we do like a. PEP process. So we'll do like a, we do self-study or we'll do a program, a MIC accredited program, or we'll, and then we'll just do an apprenticeship with midwives. They can be nurse midwives or certified professional midwives, Mm -hmm. but it's like minimum of two years, but Mm -hmm. some people go past those two years. Sure. Like I did, so. Wow. See? Opportunities a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to change careers. No. but But I'm just saying, I mean, in terms of those that are listening that what you had mentioned, you had saw two births or mm-hmm. witnessed the two births, and that's what made you go, okay, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that, though? Again, was that five years? Uh, this was 2010 and 11. Okay. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. So, really pretty recent. That's not bad. I mean, well. I feel like that's, it's she, like, she said 2011. 2010, 2011. Now, that's almost about 10 years. That's almost 10 years ago. That's what I was like, girl, it wasn't like yesterday. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, I know it wasn't going to be yesterday. When you said it was like, oh, that's just a short time. I'm like, girl, that is a whole child. Yes, I know. (laughs) But I was kind of exposed to the idea of midwifery before that when I was like a teen. There was a TV show. Yeah. TLC, and there was a. I always saw births at the hospital. It was called a baby story. Yes. And then there was one day, there was a lady, she had a baby at home. She had an inflatable birth pool. And I was like, oh, what is, what is this? What is this? This is interesting. So I was like 17. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay. It just never left. But um, internet wasn't as great as it is today. You're so right. I couldn't yeah. research much about it. And so it just came back again, mm-hmm. you know? When I was teaching, so yeah, yeah, I was sure. like, I'm gonna go ahead and take advantage of this opportunity. And yes, just do it. yes, ma'am. What's been the hardest part 
through, you know, working on like your CPM and being a black doula, what's what's something that's like been I've, hard for you? I've never been a doula. I mean, I'm sorry, <laughs> being a, being a black midwife. Um or being a midwife in general, like what's As a student, it was just pretty much just kept telling myself this is only temporary. You know, you got to get through this because you you're not able to have a full-time job and mm-hmm. make ends meet like that. So you just really? have to stay. You just have to make money, to make your coins, how you, how you can make your coins. You, you know, you got to work your work schedule around your clinicals and your birth. So I had to keep telling myself, this is only temporary. I got this. I can do this. I just have to keep pushing it through. I didn't come this far for nothing. I have a goal to accomplish and I have to take care of people. Like I have, I just feel like I just had to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it 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 is. You know, it's it is hard at the moment to, due to the fact, like in my community, not many people are aware of midwifery mm-hmm. care. So it's just like, you know, it's kind of hard to like get people in, or yeah, they may me being a new midwife. You know, they may want someone more experienced, which is totally fine. And not only that, I think also we're still not we, but people are just still very heavily based on, you know, as far as the birth process Mm -hmm. needs to be done with a doctor, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like it's synonymous with each other. And that's not always the case. Right. You can have a healthy birth journey. Because I feel like when with midwifery care, you're becoming more educated about the process of birth. And they can be fearful, you know, because you don't know in the beginning. But once you start learning more and more about your body and things yeah. like that and what to expect and the midwife includes you in the whole process and your kids in the process, mm-hmm. your husband in the process, you know, it's it becomes healing. Um, and it also pretty much is something that I feel like is something dear that she will never, you know, May like or may that. not do again. Yeah, <laughs> you think so? Well, may or may not, you never know. It's, That's what I'm saying. You yeah. may or may not yeah. ever have that. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I, I just think, like, you know, I don't know that I've never had babies, but I'm just saying, just like, just like from what I've seen, like OBs is just like you're here, you and you're gone, and you're checking in and you're checking out. It's Transactional. a very assembly line, right? Assembly and it's line. just like they're putting everything in their hands. And, and not when you it. when you think about it historically, midwifery came before OBGYN. Yes, ma'am. You know, very true. Mm-hmm. So it's like when that that whole um, specialty, and I'm not knocking you know our doctor listeners out there yeah, or anything we need like them. that. We need we need you. them absolutely, we need you. absolutely. You. you know, I think when that whole specialty came to play. Um, and you can read about that as well. Like it literally just just knocked the whole feel of midwifery out, yep. out of the system. Yeah, because um, they started putting things on it like you got to get this, you got to have get an education, you yeah, gotta have a, yeah. you got to be registered, you got to have a license to do this. Exactly. Now, you know? And then, like I said, with the human, you know, behavior that you know the doctor is God kind of thing. The doctor, mm-hmm. what the doctor says, the doctor, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's right. Doctor he's, right. Or, yeah. he's right by it. Right. So, you know, those, it's it's a multi-layered uh, um, mm-hmm. thing. But I'm glad to see that it's it's having its upswing back, yeah. you know. For sure. 
So I say, too. so I tell, I tell you this. Say I'm a new mom, okay, right? And yes. I come into your office. Mm-hmm. You know, what are some things you want me to ask you? Hmm. Okay. Um, I would like um, the couple or the 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 birthing person themselves to ask me like, um, what are my procedures and pretty much like what what are my protocols like. Even transports, like ask things like that. Don't be afraid, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. even though we don't want it, but it can happen, you know. Um, also, you know, ask like, who does she assist with? Who does your, who do you assist with? Like, do you have any backup midwives? Do you have a um, uh, an OB that you can consult with? Not necessarily under an OB, but an OB that you can have access to and to consult with. Um, what type of pain management do you have? Because we don't do medications or anything like that. We'll just have like comfort measures and things like that. Position changes, um, the aquadural, like things like that. Um, do you do births in a birth? Do you have home births? Like where are you located if you're far out? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what like, yeah, like what is your mid, what is, what is her belief? What is the midwife's belief? Because... Mm-hmm. Not all midwives believe in what the client believes, and not all the, the client doesn't believe what the midwife believes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So you have to make sure that you find someone that you're a good fit for. Hmm. And it just goes for the midwife, too. If the midwife, you know, you know, it's not a good fit for the midwife, mm-hmm. you know, it's good to talk about that and move from it. If it's not good for the client, it's good to talk about that and move from that. Awesome. I like awesome. that. Awesome. Yeah. I like that. Um, the theme of this week's like every year the the National Breast um Breastfeeding Week has a has a particular theme and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um and this year was kind of interesting, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, in their theme and let me get the right mm-hmm. the right wording for it. Um they say the world is yours is their theme. Imagine, innovate, liberate. And when you look at being a midwife, how do you how do you feel like that fits in um to the work that you do? Or or what are some of the things that midwives are doing that fits within that theme? Like to imagine and to innovate, innovate liberate, liberate. <sighs> Me personally is just to to actually serve um people. Mm-hmm. Um not necessarily like, you know, how can I get them to come to me? It's just like, how can I serve you? Um how what can I do for you that can help get you through this pregnancy and through this labor and through this birth? How can we make a unit, a great birth team? How can this be a great experience for you? How can this, how can you, can you liberate from this? Like things like that. What do you want? What do you, what would you like from this birth? Um, So I see a lot. um, There are a lot of midwives who do try to make that happen for their clients because they want them to have their ultimate birth experience and Mm -hmm. feel liberated Mm -hmm. and, in way and uplift their clients and just tell them they can do this. It's not something you, that you can't. We were made and created to do this. So, That's yeah, hmm. it's nice. Yeah, yes, it is. So, talk to us. Like, okay, so as we mentioned in our topic introduction, like I said, going back to our theme of Black Breastfeeding Week, and you said, I mean, what, um, 
do you with your services do you do outside events do you how do you celebrate that or or do you celebrate it <laughs> or do you have an opinion about that um my opinion about it, I say go for it. I think we need all the things that we can do for ourselves. Okay. Okay. <laughs> totally down. Amen. <laughs> all the things that we can do for ourselves as a unit, as a collective, as a whole, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually have been invited to attend the event but I'm this weekend, but I'm unfortunately I'm not able to attend. Okay. But not necessarily anything in particular that I'm doing. For mm-hmm. this week, just yeah. to be honest with you, 100. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, right. Well, you were invited somewhere. Yes. That's what it was. Yes. yes. And I definitely so that was pro- promote breastfeeding with my clients, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I love seeing my clients still nursing her little baby, and she's just growing and just a little champ, little chunk star. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm all for it, for sure. Do you consult, like you mentioned, with OBs, lactation consultants, things like that? I do have a backup, like an OB that I could consult yeah. with, um, and he's available if need be. Um, lactation consultants, I'm actually still building up my resources list, my resource list. So, um Whenever I find one in particular that I can refer out to, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. Consult. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. How does um, insurance work? Good, ah, question. good question. Okay. So this is, okay. So I personally at this point do not mm-hmm. accept insurance. Okay. Um, but there are, insurance is sticky because there are some insurance the insurance companies that do not cover for midwifery care. Okay. Um, I've heard that some are beginning to start doing taking doula um insurance for doula care. Yeah. But um most likely they will take more so of CNMs, nurse midwives, than a professional midwife. But they do take mm. some, you know, professional midwives with insurance. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what in particular insurance take what. Sure. Yeah. Um you can there are some insurances that you can have the birth and then you can bill them and they can refund them, refund you back. You may have some insurances that um, will only pay a certain amount and then it'll be the client's responsibility to pay mm-hmm. back. Um, so that I'm, I haven't really gotten in, stepped in my toes into that because I really don't know much of the details. Sure, sure. But, um, it's hard when you, yeah. I mean, you work it's for yourself option. too. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, it, yeah. It's so definitely that, an option and, you know, if some insurance companies don't take the whole fee. Uh, you know, there are some couple couples who are not prepared to pay the remaining costs. You know, they probably yeah. wasn't ready for that. They were probably thinking it was going to be taken care of. So it's good to also let them know, hey, it's always good to put some pennies, some change to the side if you're considering midwifery care. Because mm-hmm. you just never know what you may need. It. What's like a range that uh, an average uh, couple should mm-hmm. be? preparing themselves to add on for midwifery. What do you mean for like pricing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, I'm just gonna say just roughly four, four thousand. Just just there may be some that may do a little. There may be some that's there are more that does more. No, no. (laughs) That's that's that's, that's from like start to finish the nine months. The whole care. The nine like when you say whole care. I'm talking about like the nine months. Like just the nine like the The, baby's the whole year. The whole Pretty year. Much. Yeah, you, you saw your pregnancy. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, because like after, because like after baby's born, what is your mm. your interaction with the family? 
What do you mean, like after like the birth? like like postpartum, for example, oh. like because there's postpartum doula ship. So yeah. I'm just trying to understand again because I'm green. I have no, no clue, no, right? No worries. Um, um, is there like a postpartum yes, midwife still, thing no, or no, how no, does no. that? They I feel like come, maybe like an OB, like how you got to go back. You yeah, know, yeah. Six they're weeks. like, you're like, are you? Am I going back to you? Yeah, you come later? back. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, you come back, and then. Usually, it depends on the midwife, 24 to 48 hours. Um, you see the midwife, um, and then you'll see the midwife again maybe at a week. It just depends. Mm-hmm. A week or two weeks or three weeks. It just depends on the midwife. But uh, just with the state, it's just like 24 to 48, and then two weeks, then six weeks. Okay. But it just depends on the midwife. Some midwives may see you more frequently. Some depending may on stick what with the, that. The birth, mm-hmm. you know? how the birth is. Yeah. So, so total care goes all the way through the birth itself, and then postpartum, pro and postpartum, at least six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not bad though. Yeah, and that's a minimal price. I mean, some midwives may charge Char- a little right, more. Some right, right. Most may charge a little, a little more. So yeah, just that's just like a base price that I'm just uh-huh. no, but it's good to know again because sometimes I think we have this perception again of doulas, midwifery, mm-hmm. midwives. You know this whole like oh that's for the rich people. Mm-mm. You know yeah. it's quite attainable in a way. Yeah, you, just again, you know what I mean. Like side. you put it to yeah. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say it's a payment plan. It, you know payment yeah. plans. You know uh-huh. that type of thing. Because I understand not everybody's able to hand out over four thousand. Yeah, yes. no, I mean I'm not. Yeah, yes, and so, like you mentioned, some people really rely on that insurance mm-hmm. to help offset some yeah. of that, even mm-hmm. cushion it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm making note. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you never know. So talk to us. What what exactly are we missing from this conversation surrounding um, black maternity, black breastfeeding that you're noticing in your outings and your comings and goings that that's not being discussed or, or overlooked? Um, I, nothing, I wouldn't say anything into pinpoint as of, like, now besides of what's already going on, um, I'm working with um, an organization, you know, to help assist women with care, prenatal care in the future. Um, but as we know, you know, we're a target. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just we're just out here trying to reach most midwives that I know um, that are of color are out there trying to reach these women and help care for these women and have provide care for these women because we want our women to stay alive and healthy and educated of their care and their bodies and the services that they are giving and mm-hmm. advocate for themselves because you I mean that's what a duel is there as 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 well is to help advocate. But a lot of women don't know that they have those options. Mm-hmm. They just feel like they just check in and they check out, but they don't, you know, know that they're not being taken care of. Like, you know, some women may just, an African-American woman just come in and they may just be judged, you know, from mm-hmm. what they may just appear. And they're going to treat her how they want to treat her. Sure. You know, just from their biases. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that we, we're, you know, I can only speak for myself as well, but I also know that there are some other midwives out there that's trying to work on that too and just like point that out and let that be known. Like it should be an open floor. It shouldn't be any type of, you know, we shouldn't discriminate just because of how she looks and appears or what we may Mm -hmm. think she needs or we're not listening to her. Oh, she's, she can take it. There's nothing wrong with her. Mm -hmm. So, Mm. yeah. Would you, would you consider yourself kind of a, um, 
what I would say, reproductive and maternity activist. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a phrase. <laughs> right there. That's a whole new title you throwing out. You know, mm-hmm. honestly. But I, I, I'm digging it though, Tosh. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty nice little title there. You know, in the beginning, no, I didn't. Okay. I was actually interested. You know, I was interested in like um uh gosh the female circumcision, of the... like MFM, like okay. fetal mutilation, mm-hmm. genital mutilation. Oh. You can't even think FGM. And I was in, interested in that and researching that as I was doing midwifery too. And I was just like, ooh, this is this is harsh. Um, but now I'm kind of like beginning to want to learn more about caring more so for the female reproductive system mm-hmm. in the future. So it's some little things that I'm trying to do. Sure. I, I just like, you know, from our past guests, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've had some wonderful, phenomenal guests who've, who've talked about just the black women, maternity, their mm-hmm. journey in there. And I, I I definitely, you know, give them claps because they are very much... Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. What, you know what would be an activist or whatever, mm-hmm. but they 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 are very passionate mm-hmm. about um, our care. Yeah, and our journey. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. um, is that I, what you were kind of like? Yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. And you know, I'm not saying are you that or not. You know, gotcha. not kind. I'm not even. You know, because but I just I just love the I love the vibe that especially in the Dallas area, and I think maybe just because we've had them on our show. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen like a nice um, awareness either on Facebook, Instagram, what mm-hmm. have you about about you know these these birth workers of color yeah. in the DFW area who are very much about making sure that we have a nice safe journey mm-hmm. because out there you know we're we're hearing stories all the time. And, yes, mm-hmm. that is true. Um, that doesn't fare well in our you know for us anyway. Yeah, I know. There was um, one situation to where um, there was a woman who needed care, who she knew she didn't want to continue to care with her OB. Mm -hmm. Um, And she decided to go ahead and switch to midwifery care around 36 weeks. Mm -hmm. She stopped seeing OB like at 30. And then she decided to go ahead and get midwifery services at 36 weeks. I felt like that... Just to see that on her face and the, it was just amazing. Even the kids saw a difference mm. in the whole entire thing. Even though she wasn't with the midwife for that long. Sure. It just, you could just see the appreciation and the gratitude and just like, that's what she wanted. It, it was like, it made it feel complete compared to the births. You know, it was just like. It was a process for her to get there, and I'm so proud of her. So I could imagine. <laughs> I could only imagine, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. I've known she many uh, moms who switch like late. Mm-hmm. Some of uh, what's what do I want to say? Fourth, fourth, third trimester, third, yeah. fourth trimesters. Yeah, fourth trimesters. They are here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In the third trimester, because it. I mean, it is scary. Yeah. It is a scary mm-hmm. thought to try to to try to switch, mm-hmm. and also to try to find somebody who. Mm-hmm. Will accept you. I'm not. Look at me. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> no, <laughs> for real. Yeah, no. yeah. You know, it is. It is scary because it's like you know, it. The reality is, you you probably will get some shut doors. Mm-hmm. You know, until you do find that one that you know exactly. will say that will take you in, and then you know it's yeah. all. She knew it's she wanted stress relief. It's stress. Yes. Yes. It just, exactly. It worked out perfectly. Cool. 
Cool. What makes it. what makes a great um, midwife? What characteristics should one oh. consider? You know, everybody got their own thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it works for them. You know, everybody has their own thing that works for them. I definitely say compassion, mm. humility, um, honesty of where you are in the process and your journey, and honesty of between you and the client as a unit. Um, and just open dialogue. Um, that's pretty much all I can think of as I can mm-hmm. talk yeah. Like definitely compassion, humility, um, and just understanding, being open to understand the situation and yeah. not being judgmental of the situation, what you think and how she should do it, or you know, just let it just let it flow. Cause it's not about it's not about, about the midwife. <laughs> it's not. It's not. <laughs> so, how do you sharpen the saw for yourself? Like, are there certain conferences or things that you're, you're doing yeah. now that you've now earned, you know, certifications? How do you sharpen your I saw? I stay busy. I try to stay busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay busy by going to workshops, re- going online, looking up different things. Even if it's something that doesn't have anything to do with midwifery, but mm-hmm. can have a has something to do with the person as a whole that I may end up, you know, to serve. You know, it may not have anything to do with me with you, but it may have something to do with a person that I may come across with it someday. I don't know. I just take I take advantage of the free workshops that I offer through the state. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up. Liz, real, I'm there. Look, real. She said, <laughs> she real. said, state funding right there. Let me tell you about, about And assisting. I love assisting. I have, um, pretty much started building I've built some pretty good relationships with some midwives mm-hmm. uh, that I didn't have relationships really before I became a midwife mm-hmm. and I'm very appreciative of them for allowing me to come assist you know and to keep myself going so that's pretty much how I keep myself sharpened in prayer 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 mm-hmm. wow. mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> where where can we find you next what do you have going on yeah. upcoming <sighs> Nothing fancy, smancy, or anything, or anything in particular. Yeah. I'm just still. I'm just. You just out here. Just out here. <laughs> I'm just out here. No. Where, where, where no. does a mom find you? No. Yeah. She's not just no. out here. She. Yeah. She in these birthing centers. I'm in birth, the street. Birthing the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean people can find me on Facebook um, Instagram I'm pretty tight on my Instagram page um, mm-hmm. I just like to keep that particularly private okay um, <laughs> but Facebook I have a Facebook page let them know yeah. what, what's right. the uh, just look Laquita Brazil uh, just look me up Laquita Brazil LMCPM on Facebook okay um, and that's that's pretty much I don't that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That, yeah. And we'll, we'll have the link in our show notes, of course. So for those of y'all that are driving, um, you don't need to write anything down. What we always keep in our show notes. But mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate you for being on the show today. And I appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yes. Any final words or things that you want our listeners to understand? Sometimes we have moms that are expecting. Sometimes we have moms who are in that process. Mm-hmm. Um just had a baby, anything you'd like them to know. Or maybe, and sometimes even interested midwives too, <clears throat> perhaps out there. Just don't give up. Don't give up on 
the birth that you want. Um, things can happen. Just be open. Just be open to the little space for that. But don't give up for the dream that you want for your birth. Um, research. Look into your options. Um, even student midwives, don't give up. Just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing. Mamas too. Keep pushing. <laughs> Pun intended. Yes. Keep pushing. Yes. Like I look at the whole journey as, you know, being pregnant too. You know, I don't think I've gave birth yet. I think, you know, I'm still going through it. Maybe yeah. the labor right now. But it's just like you have to just keep going and don't give up. Stay motivated, mm-hmm. you know. And if I'm, like, expecting moms, if you feel like you can't do it, read books, pray about it, uh, watch YouTube, positive YouTube videos. Not the ones like, oh, this can happen if you, you know, mm-hmm. just, like, more positive things. Like, fill your space with good positive vibes. Stay motivated. Very good. Very yeah, good. Well, again, we thank you yes. for your expertise. No You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you Absolutely. for having me. And so, listeners, please check out additional resources and links we'll have um, in the show notes, including um, information about our podcast partner, mm-hmm. Hack Electronics, as well as where we can find um, uh, Miss Brazil's um, information if you so wish to uh, look look her up. We ask that you rate and review this and other episodes or send us an email at mahoganymomology at gmail.com. Then continue the conversation via our Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter pages. Until next time, I'm Tosh. And I'm Mel. And we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mammology. Bye-bye. <laughs>